Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for November 11th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also check out my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, tomorrow, Schwan Humes and I will get together and discuss uh, the upcoming fights in the UFC and review the ones from last week. Okay, so I got four new videos up on the blog and I want to go over them. Uh, first of all, we have from Saturday's AEW uh Full gear. It is Hikaru Shida defending her AEW Women's Championship against Nyla Rose. And Vicky Guerrero was in her corner. Uh, now, the match itself is fine, okay? Uh, it's pretty good. Hikaru uh, starts out great, but then Vicky hits her in the knee with a kendo stick, and that gives Nyla the edge for most of the match, but she can't put Hikaru away. Meanwhile, Vicky yells at Nyla. Apparently, Part of this angle, and I'm going to get to this and get into this in a second. Part of this angle was that Vicky thought that Nyla wasn't taking Hikaru seriously enough. Okay, so that's part of the angle, but we didn't really know that, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So obviously, Nyla should be able to overpower Hikaru because of the size difference, but Hikaru is much stronger than she looks. A falcon arrow from the top rope, followed by several knee strikes, and Hikaru retains the title. Okay, so. Um, in a press conference uh, the, other, the other night, uh, before the show, uh, there were many complaints about the lack of build for this match. So, match. so Cody's response to it was that not all matches need a story. And of course, this is nonsense, and he knows it. And the other thing that he claimed is that Hikaru is the best wrestler in her company, in his company. And then why is she rarely on TV? Now, see, actions speak louder than words. If he really thinks that Hikaru Shida is the best wrestler in his company, which I don't believe he believes that, then she should be on TV every week. She should be booked properly, and she's not. That was his response. So his response was defensive. You know, deny, 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 right? So the next night, Tony Khan, who's actually the owner of the company, he got the same complaints and his response was much different he felt he agreed with some of the criticism he felt that um you know they did some of the angle on dark and uh, what is it being the elite and not all fans watch those things and so he agrees that okay maybe we should have done some of the build for that on dynamite so that fans knew what was going on Okay, because we didn't. We didn't know that, that uh, Vicky was yelling at Nyla or anything like that. We knew that, you know, there was a match. You know, we didn't know that uh, um, Nyla had, uh, had chosen not to wrestle until she got a title match. But they just didn't do a proper job of, of developing the storyline. And that's the difference. And here's the difference. The difference is Tony Khan responded and agreed most with, with, with the criticism because the criticism was fair. It appears that the way Cody responds to these things, he's defensive. He doesn't think any criticism of anything is, is justified. And the fact of the matter is he's wrong. In this particular case, the criticism was justified. And I don't like the way they booked it. Hikaru, just like I'm not crazy about how the WWE books Asuka, because 
They have a, Here's the problem. Fans don't want to see them lose. Okay? They think both of them should be dominant. Okay? It's the same thing with Io Shirai. But it's, it seems to be tough. I mean, they like... Listen, WWE likes 50-50 booking, so it's, it's kind of hard for them to do that. Okay? So, so with that in mind, let's go on to last Monday uh, on Raw. We had Asuka versus Nia Jax. Okay? So it has been reported that Bruce Pritchard got the idea that if he put Lana through a table repeatedly, it would turn her into a hot, sympathetic baby face. It's more likely to make her look pathetic and useless. There was, there was, there was one of the things that they have a problem with here is before they started putting through a table, Lana's behavior was very arrogant. She thought she was actually a good wrestler when in fact she's terrible. She can't work. So, you know, if it, I don't know how you make her a hot, sympathetic baby face. You can have her, you know, uh, um, be a decent wrestler who loses, but she's not good enough. You know, she's just pathetic. Anyway, Lana, Lana fluked her way onto the Raw Women's Survivor Series team. Nia will continue putting her through the table until she quits. So the match is designed to serve that angle. At ringside is Lana, Shayna Baszler, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose. And at the end of the match, Lana gets up on the ring apron for no good reason. Asuka doesn't need her help. And after she knocks Lana and Shayna out of the, off the apron, she gets Nia in the Asuka lock and then Shayna breaks it up for the DQ. And then Nia puts Lana through a table for the eighth straight week and grabs a mic and tells her to quit. So they are treating this lame brain idea like it's a big deal. Okay, so ugh, it's terrible. Anyway, both of those matches are up on the blog. Okay, now I want to talk about uh, the one match from last Saturday's UFC show. Um, it was... Um, Yan Chonan versus uh, Claudia Gadelia. Okay, and this is an important fight in the strawweight division. Claudia is 31 years old from Brazil. She trained for years at Nova Uniao. She now owns her own gym in Philadelphia, and she trains with Mark Henry in New Jersey. She's an elite fighter with poor endurance. Yan is 31 years old. She trains at China Top Team in Beijing. Her coach is former UFC fighter uh, Taekwon Zhang. Uh, Yan is mainly a striker. She's 5-0 in the UFC. It's a big, this is a big step up in competition level for her. So Claudia gets a takedown early in round one. Yan's defense, defense is good, and she's able to wall walk on the cage and get up. Yan is getting the best of clinching on the fence. So Claudia takes her, takes her down again at the end of the round. So I scored at 10-9 for Claudia, but I could see that she was already tired. And Yan took advantage of that. For the next two rounds, she led with her jab, followed it with a left hook and kicks. And then, you know, Claudia had slowed down considerably and didn't respond very well. So I can only assume that Zhang's strategy was to tire Claudia out and then beat her up. And so Yan's execution was perfect. So I scored the fight 29-28 for Yan and so did all three judges. And I guess Yan uh, is now in the title picture now. So, I mean, it gets harder for her, right? Uh, Claudia needs to do something about her endurance. The last time she lost a fight, she switched camps. So I, that would not surprise me. But uh, on uh, this week's uh, big topic at women's MMA, we're going to talk a little bit more about this because um, uh, Schwann uh, knows a lot more about uh, Claudia than I do. 
as he's done some work for her in the past. So her, for her uh, in the past. So uh, I'll be very interested in what, what he has to say. Okay. Now, last night's uh, Contender Series, we had a match. Uh, Luana Pinero uh, versus Stephanie Frausto. Uh, this fight is at strawweight. Of course, Stephanie is the younger sister of Zoila Frausto. We have seen her in Invicta and other places in the Contender Series. UFC will do deliberate mismatches, and I thought Stephanie was brought in to lose. Luana is 26 years old. She trains at Nova Uniao. She has been training in judo since she was a child. She didn't need that, okay? It took Luana half of the first round to get her range, uh, and the first combination she throws knocks Stephanie out, and that's it, and then she got her UFC contract. I guess she reminds me of Amanda Rebus a little bit because she has obvious fighting skills and also charisma, and also they, they both you know, have family uh, doing judo and all that sort of thing, okay? But we didn't even get to see any of her judo, so we'll see what she looks like in her next fight. Okay, so all four of those videos are up on my blog. Okay, so now let's go to Saturday's UFC show. We have uh, three women's matches on the show. And um, the first one, which is on the main card, is Kay Hansen versus Corey McKenna. And that's at Strawweight. And these are both young fighters. Uh, Kay Hansen, um, we saw her make her UFC debut and she beat... Uh, um, she should be Jinyu Fry uh, by submission, I believe it was. And so uh, she looked very good in that fight. Corey McKenna is from Wales. Uh, she's a uh, veteran of Cage Warriors. And uh, she's 21 years old. So she's been around for a while, actually. And um, she now trains at... Um, uh, <laughs> okay. She now trains at uh, Team Alpha Male in Sacramento. Okay, we saw her a few months ago in um, the Contender Series, and she looked very good. So these are both very young fighters who have potential, great upside, and uh, it, it should be a pretty good fight. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, because, I mean, let's face it, they both are just kind of getting started in the UFC, but um, uh, I think it'll be a competitive fight. Okay, uh, then we have also at Strawweight, we have... Ashley Yoder versus Miranda Granger. And this is kind of the direct opposite of the first match in which both fighters are not very good. And I'll just say I don't really care who wins. It doesn't matter to me. And so I'm not even going to make a prediction on it. I don't care for the fight. You know, that's really all I got to say about it. Okay. And finally, we have uh, in the, uh, on the prelims, we have Random Marcos versus Kaneko Morata. Now, uh, the, the opponent here for Conoco was supposed to be uh, Lavinia Souza, but she pulled out, and Randa is the replacement. Uh, this is also at strawweight. Randa is uh, from Windsor, Ontario. She trains at um, Michigan Top Team in Dearborn, Michigan, which is Darren Cruikshank, uh, former UFC fighter. Uh, she's primarily a wrestler. The thing about her is she has a low fight IQ. She tends to make mistakes. And the other thing I don't like about her... <laughs> The other thing I, I don't care, I don't really like about her is she, um, you know, she can't put wins together. She finally has a two-fight winning streak, right? But up until then, she's kind of gone back and forth, wins and losses, wins and losses. Of course, Kaneko is from Japan. Uh, she's 26 years old. Um, now, she was a uh, wrestler at the famed uh, Nihon University program, and she was discovered and recruited to Ryzen, by a former 
um, gold medal wrestling champ, um, uh, Sari Yoshida. So the problem with her in Ryzen is that she's a strawweight, okay? And what Ryzen has, for the most part, is atom weights, okay? And so what Ryzen eventually did is they farmed her out to Invicta, and she had two fights in Invicta, including winning the um, Invicta uh, Strawweight Championship. And so now Ryzen has farmed her out to the UFC. So I was talking to Charlie, my, my friend from Japan, about this, and that's what he was telling me is that the contract that the UFC has is not with Kanako Murata, but with Ryzen. So she still works for them. She still works for them. So the bottom line on her is she's a really good wrestler. And so uh, I kind of wonder if we'll see much striking in this match because both of them are really good, you know, a, a, on the mat. So uh, that could be a very interesting match. Inter interesting match. But Kanako is really good. Okay, and then on next Tuesday night's uh, contender series, and next Tuesday night's contender series, we have two fights. First of all, uh, at strawweight, Pauline Macias versus Gloria De Paula, and this is postponed from a couple of weeks ago when Clor Gloria uh, came uh, was tested positive for uh, COVID nineteen, and so uh, I'll just repeat what I said then. Uh, I, uh, you know, Pauline uh, is um, uh, has fought in the LFA. I don't think she has. She's a UFC caliber fighter. Um, like I said, with contender series, a lot of times they're designed to be um, mismatches. And in this case here, uh, I think Gloria is the likely winner. Okay. The other fight on here is at um, flyweight. It is Chelsea Hackett versus Victoria Leonardo. So uh, Victoria Leonardo, we've seen in Invicta. Uh, she's a, an okay fighter, but not great. I think she's supposed to be the loser here. Chelsea Hackett, pretty sure you haven't heard of her. She's from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, her record is 3-0-1. She is a striker. She apparently was a Muay Thai champ before she got into MMA. And uh, I had a chance to, to check out one of her videos. And she don't mess around in the striking. Now... Listen, can she get to be champ without having much of a ground game? Well, the current champ is already already fits that description, you know, and, uh, you know, Valentina Shevchenko. So uh, they're looking for, you know, somebody who can give exciting fights. Um, like I said, she's, as far as I know, she, she, her father is her trainer, Jeff Hackett. So, um, you know, uh, we'll just have to see what it's like. My guess is she's supposed to win. Okay, that's not unusual for contender series fights. Okay, that's about it for today. Again, don't forget to check out those videos on my blog, frankb316.blogspot.com, and check out my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. If you have any, uh, we're going to do another one tomorrow. If you have any questions or comments for my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you do so at Google podcast, Apple podcast, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.